iconic makeup artist, beauty industry revolutionary, entrepreneur. Bobby Brown is all these things and so much more. Throughout her career, she has crossed paths with some of the most accomplished people at the top of their field. These conversations are a look into their inspiring lives because everyone has a story. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown. My guest today is Elvis Duran, a close friend of mine, probably one of my best buds. Elvis Duran is the host of one of the most popular radio shows in all of America. Elvis worked his way from being evicted from apartments to waking up people with his popular radio show across the country. I first met Elvis when I was invited on as a guest to talk about New York Fashion Week. Some reason we hit it off so well that I believe it was the next month where I was walking down the street and I said, wow, that was so much fun. I'd love to be a regular. So I texted his publicist and I became a regular. Elvis has been so good to me. He even introduced me at the New Jersey Hall of Fame. And if you could only be a fly on the wall when we go out and uh, share tequila together, you can't imagine what comes out. His day job, he gets to interview people like Lady Gaga, Adele, John Legend, and sometimes me. I'm also the godmother to his little dog, Max. I am proud to call Elvis a friend. Here is my conversation with Elvis Duran. What am I doing? I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Have you done no. any here? This we, is your first one you're here? You're my first. You're oh, a, shit. You're a virgin. <laughs> is this it? This is it. Well, this is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> I did have a little uh, pre-trial with you, and, and you told me not to say, uh-huh, or really uh -huh. something. I said it too much. Uh-huh, really? You can't think about it. Just be you. Yeah. Okay, first of all, Elvis Duran, um, before we begin, tell me what to do. This is, this is I'm a virgin. You're a virgin on my show. Tell, <laughs> tell me what to do. Well, first of all, don't lie about being oh. a virgin. <laughs> okay, I will oh, start with that. All right, can we start all over? Do okay. I need headphones? Well, so here <clears> we are. So um, Elvis Duran, one of my superheroes in my life, because you are the dearest, dearest human being I know. People know you and love you. People don't really know who you are. They, they don't? Th they think they do. Oh, they no. think they do. Well, maybe I don't know who I am either. Let's just take these off and get real. Headphones are off. Okay, so Elvis, who are you? Well, that's a weird question to ask someone. <laughs> who are you? How are you, first of all? How are you? I I'm doing very well. Okay. Until someone asks me the question, <laughs> who are you? That's a tough one to answer. Well, I, first okay. of all, what I know about you and we'll what there. I don't know about you. I want to start with what I don't know about you. Okay. Um, where are you from? I'm from McKinney, Texas, okay. which is 30 miles north of Dallas. It used to be out in the country, but now... Everything has grown between Dallas and McKinney, so it's a part of Dallas. So I grew up in the shadows of Big D, so to speak. Okay, and in your house? Who lived in your house? Mom and Dad. I have two older brothers, but by the time I was uh, old enough to remember, they were already moved, moving out to go to college. So I was, I think I was an oops baby. Aw, no, your mother wouldn't have said that. Well, no, they'd never admitted to it. I, I got them drunk and tried to get them to answer me. But, she, but no, no, you were planned. I'm like, no, there's no way. The cool thing about being born many years after your older brothers is they got all their strict parenting out with my brothers. So by the time I was born, they're like, we don't give a crap. Stay out all night. Do whatever you want to do. Eat off the floor. We don't care. So I, I, I had a pretty easy childhood. And mom, did she work? My mother uh, was a secretary for a legal firm that was uh, run by 
friends of my parents. So she was a secretary assistant and did a lot of will and probate and real estate closings and things like that. Very, very, very smart woman. She was all about being a Southern, a Southern woman with great, uh, very strong uh, um, manners. And she insisted on politeness and, but also denial. I, I grew up with a mom who taught us to deny <laughs> our emotions. And so that was kind of weird. My dad was the funny one. He uh, did a lot of different jobs. He did pretty well, lost a lot of money, then got a lot of money, kind of back and forth. Great parents. They said, I love you to me maybe twice a day. Aww. Always hugged me. It was fantastic. How about your brothers and sisters? They come home for holidays? Uh, yeah, absolutely. The, my, my two older brothers were always around, but away at college, but, you know, but were always around holidays whatever you, we, are you still close to them yeah i never really was that close because i mean they're they're 10 15 years older than me so there's that generation gap thing but my brothers are they're cool you know they're we're closer now after my parents have passed away for some reason i, I, I don't know why that is and when did you leave texas <sighs> oh god here we go bobby <laughs> graduated high school in 1982 went to college dropped out of college where'd I you was, go went to north texas state university Failed miserably. Barely went to school because we were staying in our own apartment. My friend Melissa and I, we were just getting high every night and just, you know, living it up. They told me to go to school one day. I couldn't find the, my class. I didn't know where it was. I left Texas, I guess, back in the early 90s. So what did you do when you dropped out of college before you left Texas? Well, I got a job offer to go do radio. And I called my dad. I said, Dad, I got a job offer. He's like, thank God. <laughs> he said, you're failing miserably at school. Go work. And so, so that's when so, I started. So explain that. Explain that. When did you know you wanted to be on radio? I was seduced by radio at a very early age. I mean, I started doing radio when I was in high school for a little tiny station north of Dallas. And uh, just no one listened. It was just a perfect place to learn how to do radio because no one listened. It was great. I was bad at it. Uh, and I worked through... Uh, college my early college years doing weekends at Dallas radio stations and then my first full-time job was an offer in San Antonio that's when I moved I quit college and moved to San Antonio to do my first full-time job any chance we could find those original um, tapes good luck how cool would that be to hear I you I like have your first oh that'd be so Stephen you got to find them they were awful you got to find because well, I still had my <laughs> Texas accent which is not a bad thing uh -huh. I, I think the Texas accent is very cool but but I needed to like get rid of it I needed to cleanse it out so I could get a job anywhere well one day I'll have to show you my perm that I, my first time I went on a, a TV you know promotion and I had a perm and yeah, not I pretty. would love to see you oh, in yeah. a jerry curl. Oh yeah, no, no jerry curl, but I did have blue eyeliner on the inside of my what eye. What year was that? Nineteen eighty-nine, maybe. Hey, no, no, nineteen early eighties, like eighty-four. I was about to say blue eyeshadow yeah, yeah, yeah. in the late. No liners, 80s? purple and blue eyeshadows. Oh yeah, really cute. So your first job in San Antonio. How long did that last? I was in San Antonio for like five years. I did afternoons, and then they moved me to the morning show, and uh, the station had. A few listeners. We had a few more listeners in San Antonio. We were overshadowed by this big, powerful radio station that had all the listeners. We had a few. It was actually a lot of fun being the underdog. I think we had more fun losing than we would have had had we been winning. And that word you just said, I think, is part of you. Fun. It exactly. seems like everything you do is fun. You know, one of my worst days in my career was when I learned that we have to do it for ratings because we need ratings to make money and revenue. <laughs> 
I was like, I'm, the, I'm a radio guy. I just want to go into the room and have fun. Don't tell me that this is a business. We, we, we shouldn't be told that we're there to make money for people. I'm just, you put me in a room, let me have fun and send me home. Don't tell me why I'm doing it. But you've kind of figured that out. But Yeah, the hard way. Yeah. And, yeah. and so then where'd you go after San Antonio? San Antonio to Houston, there a very short amount of time, then to Atlanta, then to Philly, and then New York in 1988. So would you consider that your big break, 1988? Oh, absolutely. Z100 in New York? Absolutely. And how did that come about? Well, it was the only job available. I was looking for <laughs> jobs in Kansas City. I was looking, I mean, in every market in the, in the country. And back then, if, if you were in radio, you traveled. It was very nomadic from, from market to market to market. Uh, and then when I came to New York, I just stuck here. And how long ago was that? 1988. 1988. Okay. What is that, 30 years? Yikes. Can we I use foul language on this show? Yeah, yikes. Holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I used my one dirty word. Wow, I had just met my husband in 88. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. And so you've been at this current job. I started doing afternoons in New York, which was the greatest shift. i tell you why. You're in New York City, and uh, you can wake up at noon, you be at work by two, go on the air at three, get off the air at seven, and then you have the entire city starting at 7.30 all through the night. It was fantastic. What a great place to live, New York City, uh, when you had those hours. And who was the first like person you interviewed that you're like, oh my God, I'm sitting here with? You know, back then that was the Bon Jovi days. Uh-huh. You know, Mariah Carey. Th those were the artists back in that day. So, of course, Z100 in New York, we had them all. They all came in because they wanted us to play their music. And who's the worst person? Like, just someone that you're like, oh my God, this is not a nice person. I don't know. I don't really have a. I really you, haven't you had a. You just break them down. You just break them down. You know, everyone, everyone has their own thing, you know? I and mean, as you do this show, some of your interviews are, gonna, are going to go a little more smoothly, smoothly How's than How's this others. going so I think far? It's doing great. All right, so far. First I'm going to turn okay. it around and interview Good, you. please. Let's <laughs> get back to that, that bad 1980s makeup. Now I'm going to look at the notes, yeah. Isn't that funny <laughs> that you wore that makeup? But. It was of the time. I it mean, was. You were very hip. I mean, perms were really in. Perms were in. Remember the yeah. smell when they permed oh. your hair? Did you ever get a perm? Yeah. I had like this little tuft on the front of my head. <sighs> I looked like a little poodle. Yeah. My was... father used to get perms. He looked like Starsky and Hutch. I forget if it was Which Starsky, one? Starsky or Hutch. Which one? Starsky or Hutch? Whoever had the perm. Well, I, I think the goal was to look like both of them <laughs> yeah. at the same time. But yeah, that perm had that smell, like a uh, fart smell. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, That's really what they bad. smelled like. Admit uh. it. Say the word fart, Bobby. I could say fart. I'm okay. a mother of three boys. I could say a lot of bad things. I've yeah. embarrassed my children for many times, but we're, it's early in the morning and I'm not doing the tequila thing that we have done before. Yes, you Maybe and I. Maybe for this podcast, <laughs> you should have cocktails flowing. flowing. Well, well, I, I have some glasses, but no, well, we're waiting for a sponsor. So if anyone out there, tequila, vodka, just let me know. Okay. Okay. Let's good. get you a Tito's <laughs> sponsorship. I love Tito's. Me too. I do. I love We were Tito's. just in Africa and they actually sent Tito's vodka to meet us there. We were drinking Tito's all week. But they're not a sponsor of yours, are they? No. No. As a matter of fact, my sales department hates me because we give Tito's a ton of free plugs because we love them and we can't get money out of them. It I'm like, well, tell your sales department it's called organic information, and that's why people love you, because oh, so you, you just know say these, what's on your mind. You know all these big terms. I do. And, you know, it's important to do what's real for you and not what someone else is telling you to do. Let's that's, talk about that, because you have experience with that. Yeah. Where you were working, uh, you built this huge, huge beast huge. of a company. And then uh, a great business decision was to take on a partner, let them, let them. No, 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 I didn't take on a partner. I sold it. Oh, you sold it. I sold and became an employee. Okay. And it was a great decision because it allowed me to grow the business and be a mom and a wife and a mother and all that cool stuff, which is 
really even more important than work. Well, then the day came for you to leave that business that right. you had built. Was that a scary thing? And there's a reason I'm asking yeah. these things. Was it frightening? Are you glad you did it? Because I have to start thinking about doing that too. That's I, something we should all be thinking about. I, first of all, reinvention is honestly the best thing in the whole world. It gives you a whole new freshness on life. And yes, it was everything. It was scary. It was sad. You know, there was anger involved. There was frustration, but there was giant relief. And the growth. And well, once that kind of goes away and you kind of, you know, absorb it and accept it, then it's like opportunity. I mean, I became, you know, I'm not the person that sits and waits for something to happen. So, you know, I became the beauty and lifestyle editor of Elvis Durant because one day I was walking down the street in Montclair. I was right by Yogi Berra's house. Right. I picked up the phone. I called Stephen. I said, can I be? He says, okay. And that's how I got on your show. That's it. Radio, man. We just yeah. make decisions like that. <laughs> no, but I became the beauty editor of the Today Show because Jeff Zucker's grandmother said, you want me to call Jeff? I said, okay. Like 14 years I was on that show. So proof, it's a, it really is about relationships. Relationships are so important. And not being afraid to just say, okay, why not? Like, so what? Why not? Like, those are that's my motto in life. So why what not? do you do now? If someone said, <laughs> Bobby Brown, what is it you do do? Too much. I do too much. But I am now the founder of a lifestyle brand that does everything from hotels to wellness products to speeches. I, and I'm, I'm not even getting this down right. We have so many projects and so many things in the fire. But really, I'm a serial entrepreneur. See, this is where you and I are so different because I don't want to do a lot. Yeah. I love my downtime. I'm, I don't do well in downtime. I organize and clean my closets and shelves oh. in my downtime. See, while you're doing that, I'm catching <laughs> up on Ozark on Netflix. You I don't know what know. I'm saying? I do, but you have to come over and show me how to use those controls. Once my kids left the house, I'm like stuck with you know ABC, NBC, and CBS. Well, here's why you should keep up with that, Bobby, is because you could have other projects on the horizon that you don't know about yet because you aren't figuring out how to use your remote control. Yeah, no, I know. I, I know. I know how to use it. And, and oh, okay. yeah, no, I'm. Are you kidding? I was the editor in chief of Yahoo Beauty. I'm very tech savvy. And if I don't know something, Michelle. Yeah, <laughs> Michelle. always have a Michelle. Yeah. But sometimes, actually, my husband, and I sit there and we can't figure out in our, in our beach house how to get HBO. Like, we tried everything, and they asked you for all these things, and finally we're like, forget it. Oh, wow. I'm at my beach house and can't turn on HBO. I'm sorry. I don't feel sorry for you. I wanted to watch that oh. new show. I wanted to watch. I forget the name of Why don't it. Why you go ahead and watch the beach? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I finally. the waves? I finally. Well, it, the house isn't on the beach, so we're not that, you know. Oh, well, sorry. never mind. We'd have to get in the car and oh, go to gosh. the beach. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> So, and your life now, Elvis. So, you're getting married. I just became engaged. That's so exciting. Here's my and, ring. And, oh, and you're engaged to? Uh, Alex. Alex. Alex Carr. Alex Carr. The who, zookeeper. Who, um, his job at, at the zoo is? Staten Island Zoo. He, that's so cool. He's actually, he just moved over. He, he's not zookeeping anymore with the animal collection. Now he's moved over to the, the exhibits department with the maintenance people, where they actually are crafting the exhibits and you know, the, and you look if you're crafting an exhibit for a for a uh, a leopard, you need to know something about animals. You can't just put them in a room. And so that's what he's doing now. I'm sorry, I'm just taking a second because Max is the Max. Are you taking a the, picture of my dog? Oh yes, I am. Um, my god dog, by the way. Okay, Max is the he is unbelievable. I love how you can just <laughs> close down the show to take a picture. I, I, for me, show. everything is a picture. Every, I'm a visual person. Everything's a picture. So the name of the show is Long Story Short. Right. So are we talking too long? No, I haven't, okay. I haven't said anything. You have said anything. Nothing so, of, of importance. Yes. Um, so I just want to go back a little bit more. Okay. All right. 
when did you decide that you were gay? And how did you tell your parents? Well, I didn't really decide I was gay. Well, I, when did you realize? Well, I knew it back before I knew what gay was. I mean, I was a kid and I knew that I had I had an attraction for guys. But I mean, I, I was it wasn't a sex thing. I didn't even know what sex was. You know, I guess long story short is <laughs> um See Elvis, who are you? See? I'm well, I know that I was born this way. Thank you, Lady Gaga. Uh -huh. <laughs> it wasn't. It, it definitely wasn't a choice. It was something that was somehow predetermined by something biologically or whatever. So, I mean, I knew I was attracted to guys at a very early age. And so, how did I know I was gay? Well, when I first started, you know, learning what gay people were all about, I was like, hmm, that's me. Never had a conflict with it. Never had a problem with it. And how about your parents? When did you tell them? Well, they were uh, much older than me, so the generational gap caused a little bit of a. Well, I was it was I was challenged. I didn't want to talk to them about it because they were from a day and age where, you know, if you're gay, you just, just don't tell anyone. You know, <laughs> things have changed. Well, they found out uh, through a series of events. I, I, I'd, I'd written a note to a friend, and they found it, and they called me in and said, "Look, I was in high school. Let's tell you something." I said, "What? Uh, we love you, no matter what, and we will always support you in every decision you make in life. But if you are a gay man," you will probably lose friends and you will probably not be able to get jobs. And so life may be an uphill battle for you. And they were from that era and plus Southern, the Southern Baptist area of Dallas, Texas, where that's what they thought to be true. And they were actually looking out for me with that advice. So from then forward, we never spoke about it. And was that a hard time for you? No, not no. at all. I just, you know what, it did present a wedge between my parents and me as far mm -hmm. as our relationship goes. I mean, we talked about anything or did everything. We never talked about that. Ever? Not Ever. their whole life? No. So they never saw you with someone? Yeah, or? they met boyfriends and they stuff. Did. and they, yeah. they know. They right. knew. But I just don't think they really knew how to talk right. about it. You also have this incredibly close group of friends. Like, you're very loyal. And you have, like, really fun, crazy friends. And you're friends with everyone on the show. Yeah. Well, but you made me think of something. Have you noticed that the older you get, the less people you have in your circle? Yes. Which is kind of... Kind of good. It is good. You have to weed out the ones that mm -hmm. you can't really right. focus on. Mm -hmm. But, but also, if you don't get rid of some, you have no room for other new ones. Right. So, you know, I, I know that for sure. I know that for sure. But at your your birthday party, you invited me to your very special birthday party. Oh, the one where I was friends. sweating like a pig? It was, I just remember we were in the basement and there was a lot of tequila <laughs> and there were sneakers and there were all sorts of fun stuff. We gave you, I, I still yes, have your sneakers. You, st you don't I, still have them. I still have them. <laughs> <laughs> I move them with me from apartment to apartment. Yeah, I gotta give I, you those. Yeah, because you know I don't party as long and hard as you do. So you know, <laughs> it was time for me to go. Yeah, you it did was leave late. early. Well, it wasn't early for me. It was late for me. Well, you know, look, I'm writing this book. Yeah. And so in this book, I have a guy who's really writing it, and he's interviewing me. We're talking about life experiences and whatever. And I've really come to the conclusion that I am a functioning alcoholic. I do really oh, well. Oh, stop. No, functioning is the key word here. I, alcoholic is just like a subline. Yeah. You, but no, you, I we party a lot. We drink a lot. And do you ever take time when you don't? Do you ever like do the I'm just not going to drink for a week or a month? Okay, to cleanse look, yourself? I look at it this way, Bobby. Yeah. If I have to consciously say, you know what, I'm going to give up alcohol for three days just to see if I can do it, well, then that's admitting you've got a problem. Well, <laughs> I don't agree because you know, as as your I live few, in the world of denial. Yeah, well, I told you, you that. But you know, your friend is a health nut and a health coach. I now got my degree. I'm a certified, you know, integrative health coach. You're certified already. I am certified. <laughs> And um, 
you know what? I am taking a little bit of break from drinking because really? I had I had too much fun in the summer. And okay, what was the sign that you were like, Ugh, I got to stop? You know, was when it I, someone when judging I, you or you no, judging you? No, no, no. You? When I wake up in the morning and I don't have the energy I want to go to Soul Cycle. Because I like to, oh, so you do that soul I cycle do. stuff. I do. I did it once, I and I had to, I had to run out of the room and vomit. Oh, no, come on. It, vomiting is yeah, what no, I do after a soul cycle. Yeah. Well, I, I am a nut, and I exercise a lot. But if I don't, you know, it takes me like a while to feel good in the morning. I'm like, I need, I need to take a little break. Well, when you do what I do, Bobby, yeah. when you have to be on, right? I mean, on by, I mean, at six o'clock. I mean, the curtain goes up, the lights come on, and you got to do a show, whether you're hungover, yeah. still drunk, mm-hmm. or you know, whatever. Yeah, I guess you just get used to functioning that way. Well, you could do this. In, you could do your show in your sleep. You I could. think sometimes we do. It's that. You boring. should try sometimes. Oh, stop! Your show is amazing, and it's. Is it the number one on radio? And well, you can call it what you want. Yeah. I don't okay. Know. The <laughs> number, number one, one number on four, radio. So, talk to me about your health and wellness. What do you do to take care of yourself? Well, not enough. Okay. Well, as you know, I was very, very obese, and I went to have uh, the gastric sleeve. Um, Operation, what they call it, right. gastric sleeve procedure, procedure. and 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 also you went public with it, which is amazing. Yeah, well, why wouldn't I? Because a lot of people don't. Well, why wouldn't they? Yeah, I don't who, know. Who I don't cares know. Cares how right. you lost weight. Right. I mean, why do you think so much of yourself that you can't yeah. share that with people? Anyway, sharing it with our listeners was just one of the best things right. ever because it then in turn taught people that they can go find more out about it for themselves. You know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, lost over a hundred pounds, and uh, that was what, three years ago. And they told me, they said, your stomach will stretch. You will start to gain weight in about three years. Well, it's happening. So, you know, I'm, but I was told that I would look like I was a little gone. You were way too skinny. And I'm someone that likes, you know, lean. You were, you were really thin. You were, you were wearing those. Skeletal. Like, you were, yeah. You were wearing those skinny suits. You yeah. know, I mean, you, you know, look, you looked amazing. Well, here's what I did. Yeah. I went out and spent a lot of money on new clothes mm-hmm. because I weighed 139 pounds or mm-hmm. something like that. A lot of new clothes. I mean, we figured out it was like $30,000 a, a month or whatever. I don't know. It suits things. Because like, you fat. felt amazing. I never, yeah. ever had the opportunity to wear clothing, right. ever. And if you're overweight, you know what I'm talking about. And I finally had that opportunity because I lost all this weight. So I spent, a, I mean, a shit ton of money on clothes. I use that term because yeah. it's how much money I spent. And then I'm starting to gain the weight back. I'm like, oh, no, this isn't good. So do I lose that weight and become a skeleton again so I can fit into my clothes? No. Or to go buy new clothes? Well, the answer, first of all, is you can have two sizes in your in your wardrobe because that's normal. And you've got to really find what's the comfortable place for you to be. And yeah. you have to learn really good habits because I think one of the problems that a lot of people that have the surgery, they're like, oh, I could eat just a little bit of everything bad. Well, they, I do that. And they never learn how to change their habits. So when they start gaining weight, they go there. They haven't gotten new habits yet. Like, well, I'm getting married in a year, so I got to okay. lose weight. Plants. plants, plants. Eat. I'm not saying don't eat. Smoke other them stuff. or eat them. Both. Okay. But uh, but more plants. Just think more plants in every meal. Like eat your steak, but try to have more vegetables with the steak. Okay, so not like ferns and stuff like that. No, whatever vegetables <laughs> you like. I love vegetables. Okay, vegetables and. I plan know. on being one one day. Okay, good. <laughs> And so what do you do to calm down? <sighs> Vacation. You see, another difference between Bobby Brown and me is you, I'm sure even on vacation, are working, mm-hmm. constantly thinking, constantly texting and emailing. When I go on vacation, I turn it off. Because I, I truly believe the only reason I work is to make 
enough money to go travel. I really work to travel, and that's when I relax. But I think that when you do leave your company and you vacation, you're going to miss a lot of the things. I'll never retire, but I'll do a different version of what I'm doing now. Like 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 Jerry Seinfeld, you know, comedians in cars he's doing for, yeah. like something like that. I'll I'll steal that idea from him. Or maybe I've got a better idea. I take music stars out in my car and we sing along like uh, a karaoke thing. Yeah, that that It's that, original. Yeah. No, but no, I, I as a matter of fact, when I leave this interview, it'll be what noon or 12:30. I don't have anything planned for the rest of the day. I'm not going to go home and start trying to start businesses. I'm not going to do it. I'm <laughs> I'm not driven like that. And I know that you, Bobby, and the Ryan Seacrests of the world, they're always they're always spinning it, you know, trying to make it happen. I'm not that guy. And for me, it's not about the money. It's not about the success. It's just about, like, cool, interesting, fun things. I, and I love that about you. And and I have on my list, by the way, um, meditation, yoga. But luckily, I can't find the list. I wrote it somewhere. <laughs> Michelle, put it on my list. Remind me to do yoga. But you did. We meditated on your show once for 10 seconds. We did. <laughs> it was five seconds. Five actually. seconds. But it helped. It really is. <laughs> it's a great way to relax. Can we do it here? Okay, go What ahead. happens if we do five seconds of, of silence? Watch this. Listen to how loud this is. Ready? Go. Now, how I think that's called you? room tone. But how <laughs> relaxed are you? I am. I don't think I did enough breathing. I've got to do better with breathing. You're way overthinking this. And I do want to no, know, and I also see this is very me, that this is why I'll never relax. I do want to get my certificate, my cert certification mm -hmm. in TM. Like, you can go there for like a week or two in the city. It's supposed to be life-changing. Is that where you... Put that on my list too, Michelle. Will you concentrate <laughs> on a word and say it over and over? Something. I don't know. But I know people that have done it, and they say it's, like, really helpful. Well, look, whatever makes you happy, Bobby. Yeah. You know, I'm... What makes me happy is being here with you. Love now, all serve Since all. you're my first podcast, what haven't we talked about? What, have, what could I have done better? Because <clears throat> I'm also the person that likes to do things better. I think... Looking under the hood is what you're really great at doing. When we go drink, mm -hmm. you're you're great. We're both great at asking. Well, why do you feel that way? At the well, do you remember the waitress? Do you remember the waitress that we we were gonna help with her career? Yes. Yes. You know, it was very interesting. Like listening to both of us, like ask her all these questions. Everyone's got a story, and I think that's what's fascinating. Everyone has a story, and uh, everyone wants to tell their story. And so when Lady Gaga comes on your show. Does she tell her story? Oh, absolutely. She's she one of the best. Really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, she just, she does not hold back. Who, who else are your favorites? That you've, oh, God, like, I have so many. I, I I wish I could answer that. I mean, I mean, everyone, I'm looking to Stephen for answers, but he's the same way. We. J-Lo. He's very spiritual. Pharrell oh. made me cry. Aw. Yeah. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran made me cry. <laughs> I'm a blubbering mess. Michael Bublé. Look, you know, we could go on and on yeah. and on. We have, we have, you know, it's, if you're like you and you can. I am like me. I don't know how to be anything else. Well, if anyone else is like you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> they, they could figure out as well mm -hmm. how to get to the core of someone's being easily because you are disarming. You make people relax. But you really, we haven't really talked about anything deeply philosophical. But why do you have to? But I also protect people I care about. I wouldn't ask you, like, why? you know. Why? as an interview? Because I wouldn't. Like something that I think might, you know, make someone upset or, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, you don't what wanna... do you do when you're, when you're in a funk? 
That uh, I do want to know that. And are you ever in a funk? I'm absolutely. I'm in a funk. Which leads me to a conversation, which could get your answer out, is being an introvert versus an extrovert. Which are you? Oh, I'm totally an extrovert. Constantly. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the definition I once heard, uh, and I think this applies to me, and it's true, is an introvert, an extrovert, actually, you get your batteries charged up by being with people and interacting with people. An introvert, like me, yep. my batteries are charged by being alone. And having quiet and solitude and not interacting with a lot of people a lot. So I'm an introvert. Just because <clears throat> I'm loud doesn't mean I'm an extrovert. No, I definitely get my energy from being around people. But I know as I get older, I need to find some more time to recharge, which I don't do a lot of that. Because when I'm done with my obligations and my work, you know, I've got my husband. You know, I've got my kids. Like there's a lot of people I have to give myself to that I don't do enough of just being me. Some people don't like using the word selfish because it's such a negative, mm -hmm. but sometimes you need to be a little more selfish. Take time for yourself. And I have no problem doing that. Ask Stephen Levine. We keep talking about him. He's the he, the PR guru to the stars. We're still trying to find him a star, <laughs> but it's a great title. He, he knows that when I shut it off, I shut it off. And I'm like, I don't want to talk business. I don't want to talk about anything. I just want to sit here and just talk about nothing. Let's talk about the weather. Let's and how talk, long have you known Stephen Levine? Uh, Ten years. Eight years? About eight, eight wow. years. Yeah. He's the best. He is the best. Yes. Our working relationship problem is we are friends. And that sometimes can be, that can be a problem. I have the same thing with my girls. They're my, they're my posse. They're who I hang out with. And it's amazing because Tara, well, Gretchen I've known since she's a little girl. Right. And Tara, who started as my executive assistant and is now running the new, you know, Beauty Evolution brand. We could be there all day and I could be like, Tara, da, da, da. And she's like, Bobby, da, da, da. And then at night we go out for dinner with our husbands and it's like, hey, what's going on? I think that's unusual and you guys probably have the same thing. It, but I didn't, let me finish that though because okay. you just made me think that I think what makes our relationship work the best is we are friends. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look. No, it's awful to work with people that are good at what they do but you don't really like spending time with them. Oh, no, no. We always have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But look, you know, you know if, if you're having a bad day, mm -hmm. let's say I pissed you off during this interview and you go home with your husband and you just rip his head off for no reason, maybe because I pissed you off earlier. Well, you know, sometimes you, you do lash out and take advantage of people who aren't the ones that made you mad to begin with, but you just know you can get away with it. Oh, I could not. Not with my husband. I can't. Oh, get really? Away with that. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, no, I don't no. know. I have to I have to come home and like, hi, honey, how's your day? I did nothing today. <laughs> you know, well, Stephen and I and maybe maybe you can relate a little bit. Stephen and I are the same when it comes to our emotions. We let our emotions get the best of us. And sometimes sometimes we do and say things that we really should not do or say. But we do because we know we can get away with it because at the end of the day, we're stuck with each other. So what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? You don't do that at all. No. Mm -mm. What, you tiptoe around your house? No, you I don't. You don't say what's on your mind? I, I, I do, but no. Sometimes I've learned after 30 years of marriage, some things I just have to like process myself. God bless it's you. Not, no, because it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know, it's pick not your worth, fights. It's, yeah, pick, definitely pick your fights. It's, you know, September 10th, 30 years. I need to learn how to do that. Yeah. But wait, we put 30 years? 30 years. That's great. The best thing that I ever did, my husband taught me, when you're having this big fight and no one's winning, just say, I'm really sorry I upset you. 
that doesn't mean you were wrong. It's just, I'm sorry I upset you, because if I didn't upset you, you wouldn't be such a jerk. Well, you don't say that. But you just say, sorry I upset you. You know what Katie Couric said the other day? She said, and this is a great one. If I say, well, you know, this guy's green. You say, well, this guy's blue. And I totally disagree with you. We could could go in circles for hours Mm -hmm. arguing it. What I should say is, I never thought of it that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which doesn't mean right. I agree with you. Or that's a good idea. I used to say that a lot in the corporate boardroom. That's a really good idea. Do you miss the corporate world? Not even a nanosecond of my day. Not even a nanosecond. Do you ever find, though, in your businesses that you run, it gets a little corporate sometimes and you find yourself kind of. No, it's the opposite. It? Sometimes I say to myself, oh my God, this isn't the way it's done. And then I calm myself down and say, I am a startup. This is really fun. I am scrappy. It's fun to be scrappy. Okay. Okay. I don't know who's listening to this, but I'm going to say something. Nobody yet. Do we have any listeners yet? <laughs> We've got four. <laughs> They're all right here in this room. When you left the company you created to go do your own thing, you had quite a bank account that you could rely upon. And you could have made the decision to just fly away and just live in Italy and just grow grapes, or you could continue working. For those people out there who really want to reinvent themselves, there are people who want to reinvent themselves, but they can't. They have family to feed. They don't, they're living paycheck to paycheck. They can't do what you did or what I could probably do. We need to find ways to get everyone over that hump where they can go work their dream jobs and do it without, without being so frightened it's debilitating. Well, I think everyone's situation is so completely different, you know, and I think that there are other options if you're that miserable and you have to weigh how miserable. And now they have a thing called the side hustle. You're going to work 24 hours a day, but that's what you have to do. Yeah. And you know what? If you have to wait on tables to do something or if you have to bartend or whatever you have to do, you know, you do it. You figure it out. You know, my grandparents, when they came here, they had nothing. They figured it out. You know, I'm sure your grandparents and that's what they did. And so, you know, we're disciples of them. Elvis, can you give us three main principles you lead your life by? It needs to be fun. I need to learn something. And I need to do it by my rules. Excellent. Love that. What advice would you give those that want to follow in your footsteps? Don't do that. (laughs) No, no, seriously. You've got your own feet. Don't, Don't walk in anyone else's footsteps. Walk in your own. Well, how could they break into radio? Oh, God, don't do it. Radio is, you know, don't do that. No. I don't. I don't need people taking my job, man. <laughs> I got bills to pay. I got, I, I got a plane to catch. I, I, w- I wouldn't worry about you, Elvis. Getting getting into radio, or let's let's call it podcasting, or you know, audio content, whatever. Uh, it depends on how old you are. Be an intern if you can. Internships are great. You know, there's a huge, a huge percentage of my staff started as interns with me, uh, 22 years ago, and now they're doing really well yeah we love people that work for free yes we do it's not free the word is complimentary no we we pay our interns we pay our interns too so you know i i i want to like end this with just asking you one really important question and it's seven inches soft (laughs) okay you can edit that right (laughs) aren't you editing this show no way this is live no there's so much of this crap you can take out (laughs) me over here going on and on about nothing um What is success to you? Success is being satisfied at the end of the day with whatever you did that day. That's pure and simple. And my my answer for what success is to me now at now 
is honestly being around people I love and having people in my life that lift me up and are friends. And you are definitely one of them. I, I feel so like, but I'm serious. May I read to everyone oh. the email you sent me today? Sure. Is it too personal? Can no. Phone? No. All right, hold on. Whatever you do, don't edit out this dead air because that's really interesting. <laughs> All right, here we go. So I get this email out of nowhere. Uh, Bobby Brown, 824 AM. Just thinking how lucky I am to have you as a friend and always saying yes to me. Your friendship and support is invaluable and important to me. Love you. Well, it's the truth. I felt it. I said it. Wow. wow. So I read that. We were actually, I wish I would have read it earlier. I read it as we were pulling up to this building. Uh, saying, why the hell am I say yes? I'm well, so no, tired. I mean, that was just <laughs> very kind to say. But why did you feel the need to send that? Why did you feel the need to say that? Because I felt it really strong and I just wanted you to know. I, I believe in telling people what's on my mind. That is an important lesson for everyone yeah. to do. When you have an opportunity to look someone in the eye and go, hey, just just two seconds, you're fabulous. Thank you. Thank you for everything you bring into my life. And then let's move on. Let's yeah. go have drinks. And I think that's it's so important and it, it could change your relationship. So thank you. Talk to Dr. Oz. He'll tell you <laughs> one of the number one top reasons that people are dying or unhealthy is because they don't have relationships with people. That That is 100%. And I am brilliantly happy for you and your your boyfriend, your fiance, your soon-to-be husband, your success, and just you being my friend. So I don't know how to wrap this up, but I have... Don't wrap it up. No, I think we have to wrap it up. I think I got one of Who's these you They're telling you to wrap it up? <laughs> Screw them. Fire them and hire new ones. That's what I do. So Look, here's a new guy here. We just hired... You're hired. <laughs> I think he was your photographer. Fabulous. Well, yes. let, he can run a board. Uh -huh. but no, thank you. And, no, uh, thank you. For anyone who's wondering if Bobby Brown is like she is now... <laughs> When she's not on this microphone, the answer is yes. You're yes. the best. And, and I love this because I have no idea what I'm doing. So when you listen to it, you'll text me and say, you said, um, too much. You didn't finish people talking. I tried really hard. No, you did very well. I did well. good? You did okay. well. Elvis, thank you so much for coming out here. I love you, Bobby. I love you, too. Now, where could people follow you? I told you, don't follow my footsteps. <laughs> uh, at Elvis Duran on, you know, whatever. And... Uh, at Elvis Duran, whatever. Well, Come on. Twitter, Pe Instagram, it's just at Elvis Duran. Everything is at Elvis Duran. Yeah. And there's also um, at Max. Oh, Max, my dog Max. has his own uh, Instagram. And yes. It's Max Elvis Duran. Yes. I do think you should do a line of dog things. Sorry, I know. Here I am thinking I again. think <laughs> I want to do a line of dog sex toys. No one's done that. <laughs> okay. Well, then we'll see if we're going to edit that out. But thank you so Why much. Why would you edit thank that you. out? <laughs> sex is a natural thing. It is. <laughs> you need more of it. <laughs> Come on, turn the lights off. I am going to Europe with my husband. It's yeah. all good. All right, go to Amsterdam. <laughs> okay, I am going to Amsterdam. <laughs> well, you'll get it. <laughs> oh, have you been there? Yeah. Oh, good. All right, bye, I still, everybody. I still yeah. can't walk straight. <laughs> that was Elvis Duran. Follow Elvis on social media at Elvis Duran. You can also listen to Elvis every morning across the country. Visit ElvisDuran.com and find out where you can hear his show on a dial near you. Or you can listen to his show using the iHeart app. That's it for this episode of Long Story Short. Follow me online at Just Bobby Brown. If there's someone you want on the show, let me know there. If you really like the podcast, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really like the show, send me a few bucks. I promise to send it to charity. And that's a wrap for Long Story Short. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown, a Gallery Media Group production. 